Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you who are not listening live, the intro song was First Aid Kit and a song called Emmy Lou, and it is rapidly becoming one of my favorite songs in the whole world. And I'm playing it as often as I can when I'm not around my wife so that she doesn't get sick of it. Anyway, um, that is tangential to the fact that it is Monday, April 9th, 2012, and that it's time for the Jake and Skullhead show. Uh, he's asking me if everything's okay. Oh, because the song went longer than I was expecting. Okay. Uh, let's call him, and we'll tell him that everything's okay. Hello, Mr. Skullhead. Hey, I just wanted to call and let you know that everything's okay. No, oh, okay. Tell your mom should it's, it's going to be okay. Should I tell my mom? You shouldn't. Uh, should I tell my sister that I was right when I said that everything was going to be okay? Yeah, you should uh, tell her that Two little birds said that every little thing is going to be all right. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anything else like that. <laughs> you should tell her that it's all right. It's all right. In fact, it's a gas. Okay. Because Jumping Jack Flash is a gas, gas, gas. Mm-hmm. There are two movies in which Jake Gyllenhaal spends a lot of time telling people that everything's okay. Yeah, which ones are they? Uh, well, Darko and... And uh, Code Monkey... Source code. Time code. Source. Time cube. Yeah. Time code is that one that's four movies at a time, right? That it's all shot in one take. Oh, right. Yeah, that's Steven Soderbergh masturbating for an hour. Oh, really? I thought it was. I liked it when I saw it. Oh, I haven't actually seen it. it. It's the kind of thing you read about and go, oh, somebody was feeling the self love. Mm hmm. Uh. I mean, I, I self-loved while watching it. Mm-hmm. But that just means it was something on a screen. <laughs> Remind me to never go to the theater with you. I keep expecting this picture of you to move, because it, it looks like you now. Like, when I'm talking to you on Skype, I'm now looking at a picture that looks like you the last time I saw you, as opposed to, like, a, 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 a Halloween costume. Right. No, it's, uh, it doesn't look like me anymore. Oh, did you did you do something drastic? No, I just shaved the winter beard back into the regular goatee shape that I've had for the last ten years. That's pretty drastic. Yeah. It was drastic a winter beard. I knew it wasn't going to last. Is winter over? Yeah. Winter never actually happened. It's kind of strange. We I'm had... growing a summer beard. That's a terrible idea. Well, no, it's not. Beards are hot. No, I mean, I know. They're, like, in, in the sense of the ladies look at you and say, hot beard. No, I mean, they're spicy. Mm. <laughs> I did notice that my nose had been running a lot lately. I'm on the... I'm, I'm finally out of the out of a woods uh, that was made of <clears throat> a cold that manifested only as the thing that always happens when I get a cold in addition to my other symptoms, uh-huh. uh, which is that it's basically as though there was a, a red-hot sausage running from my right nostril to my right tonsil. Huh. Um, so I just couldn't breathe, and there was a lot of pain, and uh, occasionally I would blow my nose, and some stuff that tasted like sausage would come out. <laughs> what you probably shouldn't do is inhale sausage through your nose. Well, I mean, what else am I going to do with it? It's 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 called uh, netty, netty sausage. <laughs> right. you got to be careful that there aren't any brain-eating amoebas in your netty sausage. Yeah, that's make true. sure it's cooked to uh, 165 degrees. That but that'd be pretty good though. Like if there was a thing, if I could like eat something, like if they made some cotton candy 
right? That it was designed to go up your nose and you ate it with your nose the way that you can like drink a glass of water with your nose and it then like just sort of reamed out your sinuses. Yeah, so you could kind of like floss up there. That'd be great. I think you could, right? I think that it is probably possible to have like, it is probably possible to floss your sinuses like that, to get something up your nose and then get it out of the back of your throat. You know what's weird about your throat? My throat and I know, I know intellectually that my throat goes up past the back of my mouth. Right. You know, into my sinuses. But when I think about it, I don't think about there being a hole there. When you look at it in the mirror, you don't, you're like, yep, that just goes down. Yeah. I've had lots of occasion to think about the ridiculous bullshit that happens behind everybody's face. Mm-hmm. Just having the various amounts of misery applied between the ears, nose, and throat. If only there were some kind of doctor who Yeah, I think they call it an OB-GYN. Yeah. No, they I call him... He know. studies ears, noses, and throats, so they call him an ENT. Mm. Huh. It okay. takes forever to get an appointment, though. And then the appointment takes yeah. forever. Yeah, I mean, that's good, though. That's a good bedside manner. He takes his time with you, you know? X-rays? We're still deciding what to have for lunch. <sighs> yeah, it was irritating. It was slow. He said that my sinuses yeah, so were Yeah, I, I was laid up. You were um, laid just up. Enough to, just enough to be annoying, you know? not Like, not enough to actually be, like, tired. Hmm. Our, uh, our our buddy Patrick's got the got the mono. It turns out. Oh my! Who's he been kissing? It's where it replaces uh, your white blood cells with tiny monkeys. <laughs> That's the chungo. Oh okay. Uh, but yeah, I'll take mono too. The hongo is where it replaces them with mushrooms. Yeah, that's not very good. The mongo is when it replaces them with little dudes punching horses. Uh, I don't know who that is. I don't know what that means. Blazing Saddles? Mongol? The oh. guy who punches the horse? Isn't Mongo also Heathcliff's buddy? It's, I don't know. <laughs> the fat cat? You, you want to be a Heathcliff fan? Yeah, I was... Uh, my loyalty belonged to Garfield. And friends. Yeah. No, like fuck Orson. his friends. Just Garfield. Orson the Egg? Oh, yeah, there was always the U.S. Acres thing. Which... I, I remember enjoying that when I was a kid, uh, but I also remember enjoying Garfield comics when I was a kid. Right. And damn. Uh, you know, there was some stuff, like, when I, was, I also enjoyed the Beastie Boys when I was a kid, and so I can look back on that and think, yeah, and I was a big fan of The Breakfast Club, and I can look back on that and say, yeah, I had yeah. some taste when I was a kid. But then I look back on essentially everything else, and I think, no, no, I was dumb. Fuck, I was dumb. My my tastes from five years ago, I look back on and I think, ah, oh, God, I can't believe how stupid I was five years ago. What were you into five years ago that makes you think that you were stupid? The movie Oh, got I, I was mostly kidding. I don't know. It, it has That has uh, slowed down a bit. <laughs> um, you know, there's always something to look back on and wince. That's the great thing about being me. <laughs> You just wince, wince, and wince. You're not a guy who used to listen to a lot of Christian rap, though. No, that's true. That is true. Uh, I did like uh, the Fat Boys. That's one thing that I probably wouldn't listen to today. 
All I know of them were the uh, Fat Boys Beach Boys album or uh, single that they did. And that they were in the movie Disorderlies, which I rented because I thought it would contain some titties. And it did. No, oh, good. Was that back when a PG-13 movie would have some titties? It was one... I don't know why I thought it would. But, yeah, it must have been. There were some PG movies that had moments of titty in them. There was a movie about an invisible kid. And one of the things the kid does is run into a like, girl's locker room. So there's just... 30 seconds of well-worn VHS tape where they're just bouncing titties everywhere. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool when you're like 15 and there's no internet. I think that PG means pretty good to jerk off to. PG-13 means pretty good to jerk off to 13 times. Whoa. It's just PG and then the time signature of where, or the time stamp, the time code, the (laughs) time cube of where the titties are. The source code. The Jake Gyllenhaal. Source Code was good. Did you see Source Code? Yeah, I rather enjoyed it. I did too. Uh, you know what I saw this weekend that was, uh, like, just sort of astonished me that it, that it was rated 85 on Rotten Tomatoes uh, is the new 21 Jump Street movie. Huh. How, how was it that? was really good. Huh. I mean, I'm not saying that it was, like, a cinematic triumph, but, like, as far as uh, comedy to go to at the movie theater today, in you know, today in this era, in this modern age, right. it was really good. It was not a dumb movie at all. It was, it was self-aware about being a remake, but it was not too self-aware. It was you know, not it wasn't irritatingly... Like the whole movie wasn't playing on a lampshade. You know, it, it just was... Because usually that's, instead of being clever, it just makes jokes about how it's not clever. Mm. But you're saying it it's, went further than that. It's pretty clever. I mean, they, 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 you know, it starts out with the two cops and, you know, they're, they're, there's just the scene of them being terrible at being cops or whatever. And then the commissioner, the, the chief or whatever, is like, all right, so instead of firing you, we're going to move you to this experimental program that the boys downtown have come up with. They, uh... They are just out of ideas, so they just keep back and they keep looking back at crap that they did in the '70s, and it was a dumb idea then, and it's a dumb idea. Just like huh. it was all stuff that if you didn't know, it wouldn't have been nonsense, right? I think that's the that's the the mark, right? It's okay to make a reference to something if it's not nonsense. If you don't get the reference, if it is unusual. But it just shouldn't be. It shouldn't just seem crazy, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. Hold on a second. You're uh, you're really really breaking up. Let's try uh, to let the call go and pick it up again. Okay. Robot voice, Jick. will be back in. Robot voice, Jick. Connection speed is slow, says Skype. My computer speed is fast, but my connection, it's slow, which is strange. Let's try again. Hey, buddy. Hey, now you sound like a human being. Something's using up all our... Internet troubles here. I don't know what the deal is. I just, I don't know if it's the service or maybe the, um... 
the wire that's running out my window and visibly cracking in the sun on the way into the downstairs window is finally <laughs> starting to give up the ghost. That seems though like that it would either work or it wouldn't. You know, it wouldn't. Yeah. You don't think well you don't think the signal can degrade on a Cat5? I mean, I don't know that I think a digital signal can degrade inconsistently. Like can, some can it I, some of the ones and the zeros get lost they hit like the individual some of the ones hit a piece of rust on the on the way through i and you know i had them when they when they were running the wire for the shower i had them run me some cat five from the room downstairs to the room up here i just haven't put ends on it and plugged it into things yet uh-huh. um each of them is about and i you know i chose where to put these and i told the guy each of these is about i don't know five feet from where it needs to be huh. along along a wall so anyway uh, i i just you know i've got the i've got a crimping tool i've got a bag of ends i also live on bag end which makes right. it easier for me to run cables because i can do them all underground i heard that rats snitch on one another for the ends Mm-hmm. and before we go much further i want my ends i did that too you know i think it's impossible to terminate a data cable where you want it is I put yep. mine on the wall of my office that is closest to the door and then realized I wanted my desk kind of in the middle of the room so I could sit behind it and not yep. be facing the wall or the wall that's closest to me, you know, like, so I'm facing the door. So Bro, you're always facing a wall, right. even if it's a wall in China. Right, but like, like I had read that whole thing where those walls are great, by the way. Uh, they're, they're decent. I've heard that you're not supposed to sit that you're more productive if you're not directly in front of a wall when you're sitting. So anyway, having forgotten that and that that was how I was going to lay out the office, I put the outlet so far away that I have to have a like nine foot long cord running from the very nice outlet that I have for Ethernet connection. Yeah. Mine is still behind my desk because I still have that huge corner desk that I've had for 12 years. Um, where it is is still behind the desk you know it's just i i also don't there's like three feet of of cat five sticking out of each end and i'm so tempted to just put an end on it instead of getting a faceplate uh-huh. and you know putting the wiring the wire into the faceplate and then using a patch cable because like why, why not you know i mean who who cares because it's pretty something yeah what well, i mean it's behind the desk nobody's ever going to see it you know, until I sell the place, and then they're not going to care. They're going to be like, what's this weird big phone line? And they, you'll say, well, if you're going to use Wi-Fi in here, you're going to have a bad time. No. No, other people can use Wi-Fi in here just fine. This is this is only because of my curse. Anyway, 21 Jump Street is pretty good. I, I have to recommend it, honestly. Huh. I, I think you would like it. I think that you could go see it and that you would like it. It's got some drama. Uh, there's, one of them enrolls in a drama class. Oh, flits flits around playing Peter Pan. There's some car chases. Excellent. There's no nudity, but there's a lot of swearing. That seems to be the modern comedic thing. Mm-hmm. What did I? What have I? What have I? What have I done to deserve this? I'm trying to think of what I've been watching. We watched The Immortals. Christ, that was terrible. And What's that about? It was it sounds uh, like either a football movie. Or it was like the 300 or Clash of the Titans if it was done by the guy who did the cell. Okay. 
So like everybody wore crazy costumes and everything was stylized and. But so there's still 300 so things, stupid. but each of them is a slice of a horse. Exactly. Vincent D'Onofrio plays the uh, plays Medusa. No, I don't know. Vincent D'Onofrio <laughs> wasn't there. He uh, yeah. So that was terrible. Can't recommend that. The the yeah. oh I saw Cabin in the Woods. Which is oh the, yeah I re- I really very much like the poster for that movie. It was but that's l- literally all I know about it. It was rather good. It was a definitely a different kind of horror movie, and it, like kind of meta, kind of funny, kind of clever, and still really scary at times. And the twist at the end is fantastic, and kind of makes your jaw drop a little and makes you leaves you laughing. Okay. It was great. It turns I, out the woods yeah. are in the cabin. Yeah. It turns out that the cabin was dead the whole time. The cabin is made of wood. Yeah. That's the big twist. Uh, does it have anything to do with a house that is also a Rubik's Cube? Sadly, no. No. Because that poster is fucking awesome. I yeah. like. That's the kind of thing where if I... You know, I, I might actually buy... that. I, thinking about it, I bet you can just buy that movie poster. Yeah buy that cut out just the picture part of it put it on the wall <laughs> or I could like commission I could say hey Roy draw me this and draw me a Rubik's and he would cabin. do it but it would probably have some tits on it right or a turd coming out of a dick or uh, the picture he gave me before the before the uh, big uh, erect cock with the turd coming out of the dick eye was uh, just uh, two lions fucking <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why he drew it to put on a shirt. I guess, um, but he was like, "Here, here's the original of this drawing I made of two lions fucking." I don't think I've ever seen the turd coming out of the dick eye. Yeah, it's fairly new. Um, it was from a it was from a joke on Advice Hot Dog, ah. where a little kid a little kid was saying that he 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 pooped. And his his father was like, ah, I don't see any poop in your diaper. And the little kid says, no, I pooped out my penis. You know, meaning that he peed. And it was like a little kid misunderstanding the way that bathroom functions work. Um, yeah, so he drew poop coming out of a dick. It's pretty, it's pretty gross. Pretty that, vivid. Uh, I'm surprised three-word phrase hasn't done that one yet. Uh-huh. Hey, I got me a bad uh, case of the dick shits. What's the dick shits? Oh, it's when you shit out of your dick. And scene. Man, you're just jealous. That <laughs> I'm so jelly. Nothing, I'm jelly that you've nothing ever I made write. is as funny as the least funny three-word phrase. See, yeah. that's why I love it. I can just be happy for them. Hmm. You know, knowing that, I mean, really, it takes the pressure off of me. I don't have to produce good work in the world anymore because he's he's got this. He's got this under control. He's got all the stuff. Um, oh, I also uh, we went and saw Jeff who lives at home. Jeff who lives at home. Was, was that a movie or is it just a guy? Previous week yeah, is our buddy Jeff. I mean, really, doesn't everyone live at home? <laughs> yeah, where the fuck else is he gonna live? I got to be yeah, clear on this. He could live out of a suitcase. I suppose. You could live out of Africa. Uh, you could live heart of darkness. He could live out of mind. Um. Yeah, you could live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Hap- uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, that one, that movie was pretty good. It's heartwarming. It's kind of funny. 
What is it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty funny. What is it? Oh, it's it's hard to it's hard to say what kind of movie it is. I guess it's. Uh, I described it as like imagine Little Miss Sunshine with the dysfunction cranked way down. Hmm. Right. So it's like a. You know, it's like some people with sort of screwed up lives and they have a day where uh, some weird stuff happens and it makes everybody, you know, learn how to love and stuff. And learn how to laugh about love again. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, what's that guy's name? Jason Siegel. And that guy from The Hangover <laughs> and <laughs> The Daily Show. Jason Whose name I can't remember. Zach Galifianakis? No. Fred Ed Helms? Steven, Ed Helms. Stephen Carell? Ed Helms, it is. And then Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon. Do you think that uh, Susan Sarandon ever released a rap album called Saran Raps? I hope so. That would be so good. She'd have to go by Saran. That's her street name. Yeah, well, you got to shorten your name a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, um, oh man, I wish that I could think of a longer name that uh, contained Tupac. <laughs> uh, Tuador Buxelton. <laughs> See, that's that's what I thought. So he that's never would have never would have been the hit that he was. Thank <laughs> you. Dude, come on, there's got to be a man's name that has two in it. Only in places like Mexico, where you can your name can be like Chewy or. To uh, to Wakal Tecamac, the Tupelo, um, yeah, to no, Tupelo Packer, send Arturo Arturo Packard. There you go. Oh, yeah, this is a weird name for a black dude, I guess. Tuito Poxelton is way better. <laughs> oh boy, um, yeah. I can't think of anything else. I didn't do. I didn't. I just. I just sort of loafed because of my stupid cold. Oh. Took a lot of showers. Drank a lot of tea. Ate a lot of. Uh, I, did, I did a lot of. Oh man! You know what? I knew I was going to get better quick, though. It was like uh, I saw a lot of yellow cars today, so I knew today was going to be a good day. Uh, box of Ritz. The the single box of Ritz crackers that got me through this illness. Uh, every tube of them had all the crackers facing the same direction and had a number of crackers evenly divisible by three. Wow. I, you know, that is uh, an omen of something. It is an omen that you have a disorder. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, I mean, so the reason that I know that, it's it like, so, you know, that in a way, I mean, so, like, I, I definitely have some crazy OCD things, right? I don't think... I don't think that in general I am a guy of whom could be said that he has lost control of his OCD. No, it's like right. it's the same thing with your drinking. It, it is a problem, but it's a problem that you're firmly in control of. Okay. I'm, I, you know, I used to believe that about my drinking, but I no longer believe. I, I don't think that drinking the amount that I do, even though it is significant, actually has any health risks hmm. associated with it. You know, I, think I don't know. I could just be I could just be deluding myself, but I have not ever seen anything that suggests that like having say f- 
you know, probably it is probably not unreasonable to say that I have like four drinks a day uh-huh. on average, and I don't think that's a big deal. Like two is good for you. Thirty would probably be pretty bad, right? But I think that's I think that's the range I where it if, really gets to be a problem, right? Like it's. I think if you started drinking every day before dinner, say. And just continued drinking instead of, like, eating dinner and then just drank it till you fell asleep. That would probably catch up with you pretty quick, liver-wise. Yeah, but I don't, th- but I don't think you would do that and have, be having four drinks a day, right? And, no. no, so I'm having four drinks a day and each drink is an aquarium full of gin. <laughs> right, or you're drinking them really slowly. Right. But, I don't, you know, I don't it's think hard you to tell. sustain that. Like, there's a four... D- I mean, do you think that you could regularly have four beers instead of dinner and not, like, f- like, just be real hungry all the time? I think I'd be real hungry all the time if I tried to just have four beers instead of dinner. Well, I gather that's the alcoholic thing. Like, you're getting all of your calories for the end of the day in alcohol. So, when you actually eat, your body doesn't quite know how to handle it. You still need... Some, you know, I mean, you need oh, some, sure. some trace minerals and stuff, right? You have to eat a potato every once in a while. I mean, I so I read the article on Cracked that the guy wrote who had a doctor tell him at age 30 that if he didn't stop drinking, he was going to die because he yeah. had been drinking so much for so long. And reading that and going, okay, that's what an alcoholic is. And then reading the list of, like, warning signs that you might be an alcoholic or the new thing is borderline alcoholic. It, it they're from different universes. It's yeah. Like, do I mean, you look forward to drinking that, the at the end of the day? You can be an alcoholic and you don't drink. Right. Means that the people using those criteria for determining whether or not you're an alcoholic are batshit. Well, these were like, do you look forward to drinking at the end of the day? Do you drink to relax? Do you drink to be more fun socially? Do you? It's like. All of the reasons that anybody would ever drink. Like, if right. you're doing any of those things, then you should be worried. Like, apparently the only acceptable way to drink is if you just happen to be at a restaurant with a bunch of friends, not by yourself, but everybody can't be drinking too much, and then you order a beer instead of a Coke. On accident. And then you don't drink yep. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I tripped. And this thimble full of whiskey fell into my mouth. Uh, I better yeah. keep it up. You're, you're only you're only an alcoholic if you hate drinking. Yeah, you're only an alcoholic. Anyway, my, if you go to I, I don't think that. It, so so I think my OCD makes me quirky in yeah. some ways. You're a lovable there eccentric. Are, there are probably some things about it that are annoying, right? Like, if it is at all reasonable for me to exit by the same door that I entered a building, I will, I will go say 30 seconds out of my way to do that uh-huh. but if you can't do it without seeming like a crazy person I'm not going to run up the escalator at Ikea to go out the same door that I came in right like yeah and and the habits I mean they, they a lot of them turn into habits and if the habits aren't harmful like who cares right you know I mean habituation is a powerful tool and so yeah the thing that I do when I'm sick that makes me understand that makes me notice when there are the same 
when there are a number of crackers divisible by three in each tube uh. in the box of Ritz. I it's just I've eaten because this is like a ritual that I perform when I'm sick and it makes me feel better. It is a source of it is a source of both like easily digestible and inoffensive calories and comfort to me, which is what you need when you have a cold. Truth. So you get the chicken and starch soup, mix it with water. You microwave it for three minutes or 315, depending on which bowl you're using, to get it to the right temperature. Single tube of Ritz crackers. Open it up. Drop in three Ritz crackers. Dunk them. Eat them in sequence with the spoon. Do that until the Ritz is gone. Then eat the rest of the soup. Hmm. And that's what you do. Every time you get hungry, that's what you do when you have a cold. That's what I do when I have a cold. If I'm going to be dropping three crackers into some soup over and over again, I why wouldn't I drop them all in with the same orientation? Sure. It doesn't hurt anything to drop them in with the same orientation, right? It doesn't hurt anything to eat Skittles in color order. Why not? Right. Well, if you're going to taste the rainbow, you should taste the red ones, then the orange ones, then the yellow ones. <laughs> that is precisely what I do. Um, well, sort of. I eat them in descending order by number in in the distribution that I've poured out. Of course. Uh, but that is is sampled in color order. That's special. It's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. It's not it's not complicated. It's not hard uh, to be me, at least in that way. Right. Yeah, anyway. So uh, I just I notice these weird vagaries in the sort of packaging process of Ritz crackers. <laughs> Sometimes you'll get a box of Ritz crackers where maybe every seventh cracker is turned over, and that that's one I really don't I, I cannot imagine how that happens. Yeah, like if you if you in the manufacturing process let those crackers drop far enough that they would have the opportunity to flip over, they would also just shatter. Yeah, I think so. You know, getting not exactly the right number in, like, sure, whatever. Sometimes sometimes you go through it three at a time and you end up with one or very rarely two crackers left over outside of the divisible by three range. Um, yeah, not this time. And I got well pretty quick, you know? It was an omen. It so was it a has, good sign. There is a there's a scientific and observable relationship there. Do you do you not have any any like weird rituals like that? You have to. Everybody has some, right? Yeah, well I like I always brush my teeth in the same order. And if I get out of that order, then I'm not sure that I've brushed everything and I'll start over. Okay. Like if for some reason I brush like the inside of my top teeth first, then it's just like, oh fuck, that means I'm done. But I can't possibly be done, so yeah, I better start again. Brush all of the chewing surfaces first, then inside right quadrant, inside left quadrant, inside middle, then outside, same order, and then the top. Hmm. Yeah, it's that's you know, probably that the reason that I got brush, specific I think matching cavities. I think that my when I'm brushing my teeth, I'm imagining it. I'm playing it out in my head, and I don't think that I actually spend any time on the inside, middle, uh -huh. on the bottom or the top. And that's why that's probably why that's where uh, they have to spend all of their efforts with that tartar brush. God, that is the one place the inside top that I'm likely to forget. 
and is so annoying to forget because you can never go back once you've, you're done and you put that brush up it doesn't matter if you put toothpaste on it again and start and do it again you will never get that shit clean but it's right there where you can feel it with your tongue but yeah, that's the that's the thing that you're likely to notice. That's how you know you need to brush your teeth. Yeah, but the so reason I guess I uh, must I yeah. must brush that. I can't think how though. You wear, but you use hippie toothpaste and an analog toothbrush. Okay, yeah, that's true. That's true. No, I can't say. Although anything. the hippie toothpaste is no longer. I mean, it has fluoride in it. Right. At this point, right? I and I never used. I never used the like crazy like that licorice tasting shit you know yeah I just use and also I mean right now I just use like I put I dip my toothbrush in baking soda and I pour whiskey over it yeah Mm -hmm. you like Kesha like that Kesha song Uh, you know in the amount of time like in the last say 10 years I is when I've been using that Tom's Domain toothpaste and in the last 10 years I've had way fewer cavities than I did in any previous period of time before. And I think what this proves to me is not that Tom's Domain toothpaste is any good, but that it totally doesn't fucking matter what you do with your teeth. You're either going to have cavities or not, and you have no control over whether that happens or not. It's kind of fucked up. Like I've, I've brushed my teeth fairly carefully for years and years, and apparently I'm so consistent with my brushing pattern that I got matching cavities on either side on the same molar because that's just the little spot that gets missed every time Mm. so yeah I mean like the one time that I didn't go to the dentist for a really long time I ended up with like some sort of screwed up problem right where there's like I went to the dentist and they were like oh this is like this is what happens when you don't go to the dentist for like the, the reason that we scrape your teeth with this thing is so this doesn't happen and it was just like tartar built up and turned into like a little sharp black rock underneath my gum line yeah that started cutting me and bleeding all the time and then since I I don't know man like I used to brush my teeth a lot now I kind of you know I don't regularly like fail to brush my teeth for a couple of days but I don't always do it you know I don't always brush my teeth in the morning and I don't always do it when I go to bed and so it stands to reason that I occasionally will go a couple days and just not remember to brush my teeth but when I go to the dentist they're like ah, looks like your brushing is fine huh. and I think well it shows what you know and then you say it's not fine by any adult definition I've ever heard and right. they say you need to floss more I'm like okay Yep. they say you should floss every day and you go nobody who is not a dentist or a dental hygienist or the like child thereof does that I do know a guy that flosses every day um, and I have definitely gone periods of months where I flossed three or four times a week hmm. you know it's getting harder as I get older my teeth are like sort of moving apart in weird ways and it's getting more and more to like every time I eat meat I have to go floss my teeth because <laughs> otherwise I'm just like yeah there's that meat for the rest of the day hmm <clears throat> what are you gonna do, though, buddy? What are you gonna do? I just want, uh, I just want dentures. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, who was that uh, early, early KOL player that had something go wrong and got dentures and just constantly extolled their virtues? Uh, great. It was like, 
Yeah, he was like late tw- late twenties when we met him. Maybe right adventures. That's gonna be weird though. I don't know. I mean, I'm I was never like put off by him. But imagine that you imagine that you're 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 making some time with a with a lovely young lady, and she's like, oh yeah, I was I had this weird genetic thing where I was born with no teeth. Uh, so I, these are dentures. Wouldn't you like be a little weirded out by kissing her? Yeah, I suppose so. Or would you just be like, why don't you pop those things out and uh, head downtown? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm waiting for uh, the procedure by which they take all of the real teeth out and put little pegs in and put fake teeth on top to be more cost effective. I could just, oh, yeah. If I could get the, the fucked up teeth out of my head and get my eyes lasered, I think I would be a happier guy. Dude, really? Oh, yeah. I guess we must have had this this uh, conversation before. What's wrong with your teeth? Uh, they're crooked in weird ways, and they I get cold sensitivity and sweet sensitivity. and. I don't think of you as a guy with messed up teeth. I usually, I usually notice that. I would have to, like bare my teeth in a snarl at you for you to see the full extent to which they are fucked up, I guess. Okay. But they are just a constant pain in the ass. Like, some days they will decide, we're sweet sensitive today, so if you bite down on that raisin, your molars are going to start to throb. Hmm. And I go to the dentist and say, hey, I got sweet sensitivity, and they say, really? That's weird. That's weird, huh. and that's that's it. That's yeah, as far just, as it goes. There's nothing in your teeth that indicates that you should have it. So, whatever, dude. The guy told me that uh, I have I have one tooth that is uh, getting sensitive to hot, and the dentist said, "Yeah, that's probably dying." He's like, "The way that you'll be able to tell when you need to do something about it is you'll drink a cup of coffee, and then it will hurt all day." <laughs> like, oh, okay, great. Yes, <laughs> I got that to look forward to. <clears throat> Laser, though, I don't know. I, so, you you do not have an anxious temperament the way that I do, but that procedure really scares me. Uh-huh. You know, the fact that you got to be awake for it and standing still, and it's like, oh, man, all I would have to do would be to just whip my head back and forth, and it would literally tear big chunks of my eyes off. And then, right. like, just thinking that would make it so, oh, man, I hope I don't accidentally whip my head back and forth. Man, it'd be great to whip my head back and forth. Man, you know, something really bad is going to happen if I don't whip my head back and forth. <laughs> I guess for someone who has anxiety attacks about going to the optometrist and having to say which of the things is better. <laughs> I don't have anxiety attacks probably... about that. It's just... No, it's I'm just talking like, about me. <laughs> like, oh. I really don't like going to the optometrist because... Well, I didn't until the last guy. He seemed like a decent enough dude that when I sat down in the chair, I said, look, I get really anxious about this because I can't sometimes tell which is better and which is not better. And I've had some shitty glasses, and I am I feel like if I get shitty glasses, it's my fault. But he told me that the whole better like this, better like this is secondary to the first round of things they do with the actual lenses that you don't have any say in. And that the reason I got shitty glasses was I went to a shitty glasses place. So, huh, yeah. okay. So now now I'm a little more mellow about it, but it used to freak me out. Did you say shitty? And Did he say shitty? And I think I said shitty, and I'm pretty sure he didn't. Oh. See, that would make me trust that guy. <laughs> and also, he wasn't chewing gum and did not look like Ron Jeremy. 
right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know, man. I've I've known. I knew a couple people at my previous job that got LASIK, and they swore by it. But here's the thing. If you are a person that got LASIK and it was real shitty, and for the most part, I think people would behave like this. If somebody asked them, hey, how, how do you like in that LASIK? And they think, well, it was a big decision. It was pretty expensive. And I don't want to acknowledge that I regret it. Oh, it's great. Huh. You should totally do it. So there's no difference between if they actually like it and if they are just trying to convince themselves that this irreversible procedure they had that noticeably fucked up their vision wasn't a terrible idea. <laughs> but who knows? Also, I think we've discussed this before, I would be really freaked out if I could see my dick clearly in the shower. <laughs> and if I woke up in the middle of the night, I think I would spend years waking up in the middle of the night looking at the clock and thinking fuck I fell asleep with my glasses on and then trying to claw my face off because I would well, A want to swap faces with Nicolas Cage because who wouldn't want to look like Nicolas Cage and B because I wouldn't be able to get it through my sleep addled brain that I wasn't actually wearing glasses that's what I think would happen yeah uh, um, yeah. Other than that, Mr. Skullet, have you ever made pancakes? Do you make pancakes for your kid? Yeah, um, pretty much every Saturday. Okay. These days. Yeah. I make them from uh, scratch. My, my lady friend and I tossed around the idea of maybe trying to make some pancakes. A, uh, a, a KOL player uh, sent me a, a gift package uh, this past Christmas. I, th- I think I think it was this past Christmas uh, with some uh, with some uh, bottles of maple syrup in it and a really a really uh, thoughtful and really nice card. Huh. Um, and I don't have it in front of me, or I would uh, I would thank that guy. But uh, I was like, you know, I should try this maple syrup out. Like it's real maple syrup. Maybe one of the reasons that I don't think of myself as being a fan of pancakes or a fan cake, as they in the community call themselves, of uh, is that I've never had some with some real authentic maple syrup. You know, so I thought, well, let's make some pancakes. Got some. Do you use eggs in pancakes? I use. Um, let's see. The whole thing is a cup of flour, uh, two tablespoons of sugar, brown sugar, a tablespoon of baking powder, two tablespoons of butter, and an egg, and a cup of milk. Okay. So I got I got the egg under control. You know, uh, Hot Stuff does a lot of baking. There's probably a bunch of that other shit, too. Right. And then what do you do? You got you got some medium heat. You, do you put some butter in a thing? Or do you just drop it right on the, on the Teflon? If you let the pan get hot enough that water sizzles on it, then you don't need to use any butter or, or uh, pancake lube. Then they, okay. they won't stick. Some people will use mayonnaise as a pancake lube. Right. I wouldn't do that. So do you get it like real hot? I I put it on medium, okay. and it gets just hot enough for the like if you flick some water at it, it sizzles, and then you're ready to do it. And uh, once it starts to bubble up around the edge, you flip it because if you wait until the whole thing has had bubbles come up and pop, then it's going to be flat, too flat, okay. flatter than a pancake ought to be. So when you flip it over, it's going to rise a little bit. And it just takes a you know, like thirty seconds. 
Okay. And then you're done. Do you make them like a like an elephant, like a like a cute little animal for your child? Right now he's into Lego guys, so I try to make little minifig looking pancakes, like a a set of legs and a torso and a head. Okay. Which looks nothing work? like it looks like his drawings of Lego guys. Oh, okay. That's that's all right though. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's why he draws them so shitty is because he thinks that a representation of a Lego guy is supposed to be like your shitty pancakes. Yeah. You know, maybe you're just teaching him that, oh yeah, art is when you make something that is like a shitty version of a thing in the real world. Mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, boy. Children. Buddy. Buddy. Are you having fun being a dad? Yeah, it's a... Uh, boy, it's a laugh a minute. Wow, that, that was... That was dark. <laughs> he is... He's great, except for the, like... The occasional turning into his evil twin. He's got, like, a goatee. Yeah. we I call him Revelo when he gets crazy. Like, today, he had been, like, snuggling with Jess, watching a, an episode of Mr. Rogers. And, uh... He got up and said, I'm going to go potty. I'm going to go potty in my little potty, and I'm going to dump it on Mama. And she went, ah, you better not, ha ha, and went into the kitchen. And he went in his room and peed in his little chamber pot thing and just came out and fucking dumped it on the floor in the kitchen. (laughs) Which is nothing he's done before and hopefully not since. But, uh, yeah, just randomly. And when we asked him why, he said, I didn't feel like putting it in the big potty where I usually do. I just figured I'd pour it on Mama. Sweet. Sweet. I mean, had she been pouring her pee on him? Uh, a little bit. Okay. Or maybe that's maybe that's why. It was did because he got bit, he got stung by a jellyfish, though. <laughs> oh, okay. Because <laughs> that's what you do. <laughs> right. Like, he well, didn't I mean, understand. Think that she did she make a joke about having gotten stung by a jellyfish? <laughs> no. Uh, we never should have bought him that jellyfish. It's been nothing but trouble. Jellyfish and the slingshot. Hmm. What, are you, what are you gonna do? I mean, to a kid with a jellyfish and a slingshot, every problem looks like a mother's face. <laughs> well, should we uh, should we start? Uh, I was gonna say, how is it that this call has only been thirty four minutes? And it's 52, and it was because we hung up. Started over. Yep. Which That's we, why. Do you want to take uh, a music break right now? Because the connection speed has dropped again. We certainly can. So let's try taking our break, and then hopefully when we come back, we'll be less robotic. All right. We got 15 minutes. Hey, all these people in the chat, nobody said, Hey, it seems like you still have your microphone on, Mr. Skullhead. Oh, well. Oh, yeah? Had the microphone on the entire musical break. So people Did heard you do anything embarrassing? Tappity tapping. No, just typing. No, uh, you don't, you don't like to have a quick wank during the break? No, usually I do that while I'm waiting for the handoff. Mmm. Kind of a handoff hand job, you know what I mean? 
Yeah. What are the songs you wouldn't, that... You, uh, you wouldn't really say a hand job if it was yourself, would you? I'm going to give me a hand job. <laughs> I think if I were capable of sucking my own dick, I would say I'm going to give me a blowjob. Yeah, okay. Gonna gonna get me a blowjob tonight. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I'm going to get a blowjob from a dude. That's I what suppose I would say. gonna get me a blowjob and gonna give me a blowjob is a substantially different thing. I'm gonna get slash give me a blowjob, so that means you're either gonna 69 with a dude, right. or you're not really 69ing with yourself, although I guess you sort of are. Yeah, you're zeroing, I think. is <laughs> Zeroing? That's where you, uh, you blow yourself and then crash a plane into an aircraft carrier. Right. On purpose. Uh, the Gap in the Plot writes in this forum thread here full of Kingdom of Loathing questions would it be possible to introduce a gift wrapping that lets you see what's inside it before opening no because of the way that the gift table works we already have that thing it's called attaching items to a K-mail yeah Um, you can just write here is your present in uh, inside a used jewel case from the CD Saran Wraps uh, which is transparent and also uh, useless, uh, so we didn't bother making an item of it. Yeah, you could tell uh, them that you could make whatever beautiful package you want. <clears throat> yeah. uh, how's progress on that word game? Pretty, pretty good, actually. Is uh, Yeah, there's a ton. Uh, ton got done while we were in uh, in that old San Fran, and in the month or two leading up to that, and uh, since. So yeah. Chilled writes, Happy Easter, Chicken Scully. How did you two celebrate Man Gets Crucified Day? Well, I did it in the traditional way, by just hanging around on a cross. Ho-ho. Did you walk into a hotel and give the innkeeper three nails? <laughs> I did not. I, uh... So... I always forget that it's Easter. Right, because, I mean... You know, I'm not religious, and I don't have any kids, so there's really nothing, like... Easter is a day on which maybe some shit is closed. Right. That's the the main impact of it. Do you uh did you uh do an Easter basket kind of thing for your child? Yeah, we did a a thing. It's the shit that has come to be now is kind of irritating. There are like cars themed Easter baskets and Toy Story themed Easter baskets and like Thomas the Tank Engine and SpongeBob and shit. So we did none of that. We got him, like, a bucket like you'd use to play in the sand and a shovel and, like, not a whole bunch of candy because he's not quite ready for that. So I think we got him some Oreos and some little cookies and some goldfish and some little toys, some bubbles. Threw it all in there. He was pretty thrilled. Then he got to go over to Grandma's and get another Easter basket, and that one had candy in it. So, Oh, good. Yeah. Um, did, uh, did you hide it? Is that a thing that you guys did growing up? No, we always came, when we came out of our rooms in the morning, the baskets were on the dining room table. Okay. And then we hid Well, I mean, we, so they were hidden, they were just hidden real shitty. Yeah, yeah. Then we searched for eggs later. I guess just It's weird, I mean, your mom has so much imagination in the bedroom. Yeah. Well, she wasn't hiding them in the bedroom, she was hiding them on the dining room table. Yeah. Yeah. Jess's she knows a lot of places to hide something in the bedroom. Ooh. Easter eggs? <laughs> yeah. Um, Jess's parents always snuck it into her bedroom while she was asleep, but Ollie has been waking up at, like, 4.30 in the morning and then coming into our room to sleep for another couple of hours, which is super irritating, but it's not going to stop until it stops. 
So we didn't want him to wake up at four in the morning and see the Easter basket and start going to town on it. So we kept it in our room. Okay. Uh, mine was always just hidden out in the in the living room, I guess, somewhere. I mean, they're you know they're good sized, right? So it's it's hard. There's only so many hiding places, right, for an Easter basket. But luckily, kids are real stupid. So you know, it's still kind of an exciting uh, an exciting thing. Sometimes it'd be hidden like under the kitchen sink next to the bottles of poison. Yeah. Um. I remember, you know, there would always be an Easter basket hidden when I would wake up, and then there would also, um, like, my grandma would also hide Easter baskets for all of the grandkids, so there were always, like, you know, you'd find a basket, but it wouldn't necessarily be yours, right? And so, you'd be like, oh, I, it's exciting, and then you're like, oh, no, oh, I get to look some more, yay! Yeah. You know, and then you could lord it over your cousin. I know where your Easter basket is, bitch. That's what you say. I didn't say that then. I hadn't gotten any gangster rap in my Easter basket. Um, yeah, but it was pretty. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I uh, went to the grocery store uh, deli and got some some fried chicken and some side dishes and a four pack of Cadbury cream eggs. And they were playing uh, Phil Collins, Invisible Touch, on the intercom. And then I went to drive through the coffee place and the guy said, "How's your day going so far?" And I said, "Well." I got some Cadbury cream eggs, and they were playing Phil Collins in there. So, pretty good. So, Christ is risen indeed. That's what I said. And then, I had the same thing happen that happens all the fucking time now. And this makes me wonder about kids today. I said, what is this that you're listening to? Because I liked the song that was playing. And he said, I don't know. And he turned to the girl and said, do you know what this is? And she said, I don't know. It's something on Pandora. Aha. Uh-huh. So when people listen to Pandora, gives them all this music, and they're like, yeah, this music is good, but I apparently don't give a fuck who it is or what it's called because everything is so ephemeral that there's no way that I would ever want to listen to this again. Yeah, Listening to just... things twice, like buying a CD, whatever, Grandpa. See, I will get... I'll listen to, like, a Pandora, and then if I hear something I like, I'll go buy an album of it on Amazon. Yeah. So I'm I'm still building my personal collection. But do, do you not have the app for your iPhone that identifies music? Oh, I do, but I'm not going to, like, hold it into... I mean, that'll work if I'm at a restaurant or something, but I'm not going to hold it into the, the Dutch Bros booth. <laughs> oh, you were driving right. it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was a drive It was a drive-thru, so... But also, it's like a that used to be a way that you could talk to people, right? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Who, what is this that you're listening to? And then you'd like, they would tell you, and then you say, like, does all their stuff sound like, you know, like you'd have a conversation with a stranger using this common ground that was the music that they were choosing to play right. in, in a public place, you know? Man, I just don't know. I don't know how, I don't, you know, how do you, how do you make friends with the crazy dude with, like fucking dinner plate sized ear gauges how do you, these days how do you flirt with the barista if he's yeah, not uh, a crazy dude the baristo <laughs> the barista the B.A. B.A. Baracco I tend to embarrass I've embarrassed my wife a couple of times when we used to go shopping in actual stores and like New York and Company is the store that's just women's clothing 
so it's incredibly boring for a dude. But they always play interesting music. So occasionally I've gone up to the counter and asked what it is. And of course they don't know, and then there's an awkward conversation. I go, well, this is really cool music. And the person behind the counter is like, I don't give a shit what music is playing. It's just background noise to me. And it's like, I'm sorry. I, I care about music. Damn it. I notice it. And I want it to be good. And I want to know what yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, like if I was working some bullshit retail job, the music that was playing would be the only thing that made it tolerable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who knows? So anyway, Easter. Yeah, I hung out with my, my uh, in-laws. The... Uh, my Cadbury cream egg consumption was way down this year. I think I only had a couple three. Yeah, and, I had four yesterday. <laughs> that was it. That was it for the year. And apparently the orange ones are gone, which just depresses me. I tried to buy some when we were in San Francisco, but they had... I don't understand this. I spent... I didn't ask anyone because I wasn't going that far with it, but I, I spent, I'll bet, two minutes trying to find the Cadbury cream eggs in the candy aisle among the chocolate, chocolate, double chocolate cream eggs, the Hershey caramel eggs, the Nestle crunch eggs, the every different kind of fucking candy egg except for the plain old Cadbury cream egg. Yeah, you know, I'm finding the caramel ones everywhere, which fuck that. Really? And not the cream ones. Yeah. Cadbury I mean, caramel egg, and like, I understand that there are there's not a whole lot of people who like the Cadbury cream eggs, but there's not a whole lot of people that like Peeps, and those are ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. Yeah, I think the reason that so many of those exist is because they're so cheap to make. Right. It's like it's like they get some kind of volume discount at the factory, and it's like we know that we're probably only going to sell about a dozen of these, but it's the same price to make a billion of them. <laughs> so let's just do that. The uh, there was a whole thing about Easter things you didn't know that was when Peeps were first invented. It took twenty seven hours to make them, and now it takes seven seconds. Huh? And that can't be true of too many things. Yeah, sure. I guess. I mean, you know, that's probably true of a lot of things, actually. <laughs> right. That you know, technology, man. Um, yeah, fucking peeps, man. They're so gross. They're so gross. I, mean, I like them. Do you? Yeah. They, they, somehow, despite the fact that they are nothing but sugar, taste like NutraSweet to me. Huh. I don't get it. I don't understand it. They've got, they've got this just really, really sick bitterness. Ugh. Ugh. I am not like I feel like if when I had been a kid caramel eggs Cadbury caramel eggs had been the thing instead of Cadbury cream eggs I probably would be just as excited about them as I am about the cream eggs sure. the cream eggs is just tradition right because the the filling is not that good oh, I like it I like it all right I, I, I don't dislike it it's just not I mean it's like it's like cake icing or something right like it's just like yeah okay I mean the the chocolate is really what makes this. I mean, are Cadbury caramel eggs just like a giant milk dud? I would guess so. I've never bought one because I'm always just annoyed. Because I I ate some milk duds uh, while we were at the movie theater and I tried to do a thing that I read about on the internet, which I thought was crazy. Did you know that there are people who eat milk duds by just putting them in their mouth and then sucking on them until they dissolve? 
Seems like that would take forever. It does, but it was kind of great. I ate a whole box of milk duds that way. Huh. Well, except there were maybe three of them that I absentmindedly chewed up. <laughs> but the problem with milk duds is that it's really good to put a milk dud in your mouth and chew it up, and then it's like, ah, I'm going to do that again. You put another one in there, and then you put another one in there, and then you end up with this giant mass of caramel that you're never going to be able to swallow. Right. And I, I used to deal with that by just, like, I would put a bunch of milk duds in my mouth and chew them up and then just spit a giant, disgusting lump of caramel into the garbage can. Um, which is harder to do when you're at the movie theater. I mean, you, like, spit it into your mom's purse if you're there with your mom. I don't think... I think I only ate a single box of milk duds and never did again. So it was just like, bleh. I, I got into Milk Duds when I was working at the movie theater, uh, but I would go next door to the grocery store and buy, you know, t- a four times the size box of Milk Duds for one-fourth the price <laughs> of the ones that, that we sold there. But I bought the shock tarts for full price because you couldn't get shock tarts anywhere else. Hmm. They, I don't know if the movie theater just had a different distributor for candy than all of the other places that sold candy in town but that movie theater that I worked at was the only place that I ever saw that sold shock tarts for the first five years that I was aware of the existence of shock tarts those are those pop tarts that have the little metal flakes in them so they bounce off your fillings right? well they're they used to be but then they they changed it and now it's like a pop tart but then when you eat it uh, there's a picture of tub girl inside uh or uh, it just it plays a recording of a Howard Stern show. Oh, okay. Uh, Child says, A fun hypothetical that just came to me as I was preparing dinner. What do you think would have happened if you'd placed ultra-rare items in the I Refuse adventure in the Heap in Hobopolis? Eh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's there was enough stuff in there that people poke around in it anyway. And not so fun hypothetical. There's another damn uh, thread on name changes in, in gameplay discussion. Please explain once again why it's a terrible idea, because the player base apparently didn't listen the last time. It, the thing is, it's the fact that it keeps coming up means that it's it's not it's not clear that it's a terrible idea, right? Like, it, and it, it is only a bad idea because of the implementation issues and because of I. I think that it would be bad if people could change their name. I think that that would be used for evil way more often than it would be used for good. And I, unlike the typical Linux asshole, don't feel like that's a problem that you can just hand wave away. Hmm. Um, But, you know, I don't know. What what do you think? What's What's your opinion on this, Mr. Skullhead? Uh... If it were possible to do it simply, I guess I would be okay with it. Although I fear that it would end up being like MSN Messenger was, or like MySpace was, where you never know who the fuck anybody is. Right, because it's always their new name and a picture of their baby instead of yeah. them. You oh, know I what I did not realize that. until maybe two weeks ago, is that on Twitter, you can just arbitrarily change your your account name. Uh, but nobody ever does. Right. Is the weird thing. Right? You know, I mean, I, well, 
I say that nobody ever does. Maybe nobody that I follow ever does because the only people that I follow are people with like a big following. You know, it's like I follow like celebrities and and you know whatever, and they don't want to change it because it becomes like part of their identity. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, it's got me obsessed with, like, st- in, in seeing some people start to use Twitter as a way of communicating with one another. It, so the, in, in, in as much as it drives me nuts, or it used to drive me nuts to see that stuff, I think that they've basically straightened it out so that you no longer, when you follow people, see just a bunch of one-sided conversations. Yeah, you can select... I think it's auto-selected to not see that. Yeah, and I think the reason that that bothered me is because I just wasn't ever really using Twitter the way that you were supposed to. I wasn't using it with an account. You know, I would just go to somebody's timeline and then just see, like, what is all this bullshit? Right. You know, and this is, a, this is half of a bunch of conversations that I would have to go back and thread stuff into. But, like... Yeah, I don't know. But now I'm obsessed with coming up with a good name for myself on Twitter that's not already taken. Hmm. Now that I know that I can change the account that I set up. The account that I set up, which was just specifically to be an account that I didn't do anything with except play uh, Echo Bazaar, because I didn't want to be bothering anybody. Uh-huh. Yeah, anyway. But yeah, that's weird. It's surprising to me that they still just let you change that. Yeah. But it's all fun and games until uh, Miley Cyrus changes her name and it crashes their servers. Do we... Mm. I mean, it's another thing that gets us talking about having a parent account that's separate from your screen name. Like, your character name. Yeah. Which is not a terrible idea. Like, you you have to keep your retarded character name that you made when you were 14, and it has a lot of uppercase and lowercase x's, but you can make a character name that's different. But then that, yep. you know, that's a rabbit hole that leads us to not do anything. Well, I mean, yeah, because that is a, that is an extremely, like, it's, it's, if we were setting it up today, that is how we would do it, right? But, like, we're, we're not, and we are, we are mired in a lot of, I, you know, it would not be that big of a deal, but we would have to do it in a way that didn't interfere with people's ability. You know, we would have to transition to that account versus character name in a way that was, comprehensible to people which is harder than it sounds and in a way that didn't interfere with their ability to log on and stuff which you know gets a little goofy you know I am mostly concerned with the impact on us of not you know like so many of our tools for tracking down people who fuck with stuff are, are you know rely on us identifying the account by its name, right? Because we're not going to memorize player IDs and we're not going to... We could look at them by email address, but it, it's often less instructive, right? Like, because we think of, you know, to us, there's not really any difference between the, the KOL character and its owner. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully neutral hypothetical continues, child. Do I remember right in that you were trying to think of some new Clover adventures? I, for one, would delight in the castle getting some thin black candles to drop for a Clover and also to make a KOL on the damn radio yet again. Yeah, it's not a terrible idea. Sitchell says, what webcomics do you guys read? Yeah. Scully? I'm 
currently just the non-adventures of Wonderella, Oglaf, uh, Real Life, and Saturday Morning Breakfast Cereal. Um, you know what I can actually do now? Did I tell you that I switched to Chrome? Have I, have I talked to you about this? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I switched to Chrome. Uh, so now, the, the thing that I did not realize would happen, if you had told me that this was a feature of Chrome, I would have switched a long time ago. The fact that it fucking like maintains your bookmarks across computers. Oh, I didn't know like, that. That's cool. <clears throat> that shit is great. Yeah, because I mean, it's like I regularly I have my computer at the office, my computer at home, and then my laptop that I use for the radio and when I travel, and I use all of those really regularly. And now, the way that I can tell you which web comics that I read is I can open my little bookmarks folder, which is there on every uh, every computer that I use now. Huh. Uh, so XKCD, Chainsaw Suit. Saturday morning breakfast cereal. Although I do read X that one, I've gotten less and less. I like Saturday morning breakfast cereal, but it and this is this is gonna sound, this is gonna sound so chicken shit. I don't read it very often because it's too big. Huh? And I don't like I don't like having to like scroll through to read it. Wow. And then mouse over the thing at the bottom. I wish that I wish that people would just stop feeling like they had to add something to every comic, you know, like that. Uh, American Elf, which is, I think, probably my, like, just my favorite thing. Right. My favorite thing on the internet is American Elf. I know a lot of people hate it, but man, me and that guy are soulmates. Uh, a Softer World, I read, which is often pretentious, but often insightful and often funny uh, cyanide and happiness three word phrase and butter safe I feel like you could either read butter safe three word phrase chainsaw suit or super mega and you'd be fine you don't like chainsaw suit I don't think I've read much of it it just seems it's, like very much in the same it, it's it's really not because he hates those and the the whole like I think his point in making Chainsaw Suit was like, ah, oh, look, look, this is how fucking hard it is to make one of these and get everybody to love it, and then everybody loved it, and then he was like, fuck. Right. Um, like it seemed like he was doing it as a joke because he's got his other thing that he puts a lot of effort into that bores me to tears. Star Slip Crisis. Yeah. That, yeah, that was one of the ones when, see, when I had a shitty job. Instead of doing my job, I just read webcomics all day. And that was one that I read half of the archive and just quit out of boredom. You shouldn't discount it. He is a super fucking smart and funny dude. You shouldn't discount Chainsaw Suit because of early ones that you saw or whatever. Because it it definitely has, it, it has a sensibility that would not put you off in the same way that Super Mega or Three Word Phrase does. Like, it is always set up like a joke. Oh, uh. Right, there's the the punchline is never, the punchline is never just the word fart, right. in the third panel, the, or, or or some other non sequitur. I mean, super mega is a little bit different because at times they get chains of absurdity that are just hilarious. But every three word phrase I've seen has just been like dick fart taint taint shart bottle of dick fart taint shart. <laughs> Thanks, guy. You're the, yeah, you're the, you're the ween of webcomics. I can see why you would characterize that. I mean, you're, you're. Uh, Maybe it's just every one of them wrong. 
maybe it's just ooh, every one that you link. Did you not like the dice one? Did Did you not think that the like? I I laughed out loud over and over and over again, and I'm I'm having a hard time speaking through the smile that is on my face, thinking about the the dice comic from Three Word Phrase from two weeks ago. It Which one I, is that? I don't know what it is. I don't know why it is that I I like this so much and you think that it is without value. It's it's always it's always weird when we encounter something like that. <laughs> um, oh shit! Did I accidentally close the I accidentally closed the forum thread and loaded chainsaw suit instead? Part two D two says, "Have you considered making a KOL board game, specifically a drinking board game?" Uh, we consider a lot of things. Right. Bummerman says, so since you're planning to remove the teleportitis gate, or have you removed it already, what about making the rest of the gates and the tower enemies less swingy? Being able to upgrade the telescope at least one more time to see the second gate would help, since the second gate's potions require entirely different strategies. And... Like... I think I'm done changing the way that that works until we change it entirely. Uh So... Yeah, no little tweaks. Thomas Iotes says, so, Boris... If you're willing to pay a substantial grinding cost, offers much faster competitiveness with the rest of the player base than no path does. The forums give the impression that Avatar of Jarlsberg and Avatar of Pete will be similarly set up. Will Jarlsberg slash Pete follow immediately on the heels of Boris, or will there be reprieve between them? Oh, are you going to call that a reprieve? We'll do, we'll do, the plan is to do one a year. Um, so yeah, Avatar of Jarlsberg will probably be next. What's, what, when did Boris come out? Like November, uh, and then Pete the year after that. I'm, I feel pretty confident that if I sat down to design Avatar of Jarlsberg, that I would come up with something. But I have yet to have even the slightest insight on what to do with Pete. I shouldn't admit this. I <laughs> guess. I mean, I guess. Be- being unable to come up with an idea for two years from now is different than like saying I'm out of ideas because I'm really not out of ideas we just but. haven't sat down and generated the ideas yet yeah uh, I asked because there are things I'd like to accomplish before the next avatar path telescope upgrades, plexi rewards if there will be a reprieve I can continue to try for better Boris runs and do those things in the three months afterwards yeah 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 it won't be another avatar it'll be I'm I'm curious. I got really excited about the next path when we were sort of hashing it out on that one phone call uh-huh. uh, during during our, our little meeting. Uh, everybody get really excited because this is a this is a challenge path that was designed by committee. Um, it was it was conceived by committee. Right. Uh, but it'll be it'll be different. It it will be categorically different than the other ones that we have seen so far. Uh, yeah, anyway, you'll be fine. WVO Quan says, what robot is your favorite robot? Uh, I kind of like the gray robot from Diesel Sweeties. Yeah, he's pretty funny. I think I like uh, Crow T robot. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
uh, what was it, Bill Corbett uh, relating on Twitter the story of him having met Mike Wallace in an elevator while carrying Crow T. Robot. Huh. And Mike Wallace just saying, what the hell is that thing? <laughs> I like that all of their stories meeting celebrities end in sadness and indifference. Like when they saw <laughs> yeah. Kurt Vonnegut at a hotel and asked if he would join them for dinner. And he said he already had a prior engagement and they saw him later eating dinner alone. Yeah, I mean, that's... So I feel like that's a thing that happens, right? I mean, saying you already have a prior engagement is a polite way of saying no. Yeah, and, and I don't think that I would ever ask a celebrity to head out to dinner or something because, like, I admire their work. If I was sitting and chatting with, you know, Seth Green or somebody, and we had, a like, a fun conversation, say, hey, do you want to... We're heading out to dinner, you want to join us, but... Just coming up to somebody and like, oh my god, it's you, Nathan Philly, and you should totally come have dinner with us drooling fanboys. See, I will only do that if if it is somebody that I admire who I am certain knows about KOL. So like it only it only happens in like video game industry stuff. Right. You know, but I'll but I'll do that. I'll I'll try. I mean that that is always my go to suggestion. Like I I'd like to guy I'd like to buy you guys a beer. Or whatever, right? Like, because I would, I would enjoy that a lot. But you know, buying uh, what? Who? Kurt Vonnegut? Yeah, right. Right now, I just buy their, forty and pour it on his grave. To their credit, in, in that anecdote, they say, "Of course, we felt like idiots even suggesting it, and he was well within his rights to refuse." But it was kind of funny to see him later. They say, "Like, fuck yeah. you and your puppet show." Yep. Uh, you know they they occupy a weird space. The mystery science theater guys. It's kind of like the space that we're in, only a little bit bigger. Where yeah. To a well, I think it's I think it's probably significant. Well, bigger. a whole lot bigger. Yeah, but to a like small percentage of the population, they are a big big deal. But to everybody else, nobody knows who the fuck they are. I mean, I guess like they might be. They're they're. I think it's probably they might be giants and them in this order of magnitude above where we are with the same kind of situation. Uh-huh. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. It was neat. I, I wish that I wish that you had been there for the Max FunCon where I, I I met and hung out with Mike Nelson for a while. Because uh-huh. it was it was interesting because it's like it's this weird thing where there are not a lot of people who have a fan base because their job is like writing one sentence jokes making fun of other things right you know that's like a weird job description and so i've always i've always felt like really really curious about their process because like they are the people who do work that is the most similar to the work that we do even though it's an entirely different mediums media meteor Meteors, yes. I guess. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, WBO Coin continues. How close is Avatar of Boris to the Batman runs you were thinking about before Challenge Paths existed? Is Age of Boris a Batman run, or do we have yet to see a Batman run? Uh, you do have yet to see a Batman run. So, in my mind, Batman is Age of Boris plus all of the zones and monsters and items in the game replaced with Batman specific items. Right. Uh, well, and monsters and zones. Um, 
which again, I don't think is I don't think would be as hard as it seems like it would be because it's not. It doesn't have to be eleven levels long. You don't have to have nearly the amount of turn gen, right? I mean, especially right. if we were able to pull off not letting you do softcore versions of it, right? You know, I mean, we could just do a thing where it's like, all right, these runs take six days you know even if you're going really fast because that's the amount of turn gen that you get right you you have so much bat battery to drive your bat mobile right batmobile what, what's a good name for like some parody of the batmobile how about batmobile yeah something that automobat <laughs> um but yeah i i no longer i no longer think that it would be that hard to do. I mean, given given the amount of time... Like, it took me longer than I expected it to, but not an order of magnitude longer than I expected it to, to, to just design Boris as a class. Huh. You know, because there's a lot of groundwork. Like, there's a lot of work that's already done. There's a lot of context. There's a lot of things. I mean, the flavor is easy. And it, it, it's, you know, the system's all already exist. I mean, that's the advantage of, of us having this platform, basically. Uh, and I don't know, you know, I, like, I think that if I said, Scully, I want you to come up with six zones, each of which is the surrounding environs and hideout of one of a parody of one of these Batman villains and populate it with monsters and suggest things that they would drop that you could probably do the zones and the monsters in a couple of weeks. Oh yeah, and, I was going to say in about a week. Oh yeah? And then and then I could figure out what the items did and put functions and numbers on them in another week or two and then we would have a bunch of content for people to play like if if it doesn't have to be anything fancy right it's like something that you're seeing instead of the game as opposed to something that you're seeing in addition to and threaded into the complexity of the game hmm. all it is is the parts of our job that we've gotten really really good at over time and none of the like challenging assumptions and and trying to to you know sort of broaden our toolboxes and everything yeah I don't know I, I'm, I'm curious as to whether or not it will ever actually happen I'm curious as to how people would react to a challenge path that you couldn't do in softcore or that there just wasn't a softcore right. version of it maybe it wouldn't be a big deal you know maybe it just it wouldn't be it wouldn't be up some people's alleys or we could just mark items as Batman items and softcore runs mean you can only pull Batman items. Yeah. Right? Like, Batman can only eat bat food. He can only drink bat booze. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's that's how Batman is going to work. Pasta Livista Baby says, How would you feel about a food that was never consumed on use? Could be one use per day and be somewhere between decent and awesome. I'd find it funny just for the message when used. You have your food's name and eat it too. Yeah. Uh, we did that with the Malort. Uh... Yeah from the Max FunCon goodie bag card of which there are almost none. Is that even in the wiki? 
don't know. I haven't looked. Yeah. Ah! I'm going to just search for alert, which means probably something in French. Alors, j'attends. Yeah, it is in the wiki. Does anybody have a collection of it? Obtained from attending Max Money. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, ACM has one, Relnock has one, and Holder of Secrets has one. Uh, yeah, but that's a thing that is not consumed on use, uh, but you can only use it once ever. Which I really like that idea. I, I think that is great, you know, because there's a record of it that, that you've done it. It's much like real life, you would never uh, want to do that again on purpose. Right. <clears throat> Although, think, you know, thinking think it back, it wasn't that bad. I would drink it again. But in that context, though, like, it, it needs that, like, you're doing this to build community and camaraderie. I don't yeah. think I would just kick back and have a glass of it for, for shits and yeah, it's It is weird, you know, growing up being so disdainful of tradition and, and that kind of thing. It is weird how that shit just works, you know? Yeah. Like there is a there is a reason that shared adversity brings people together, and so ritualized, deliberate introduction of shared adversity is just a powerful social tool. Yeah, for good. You know, it's not manipulative. It's like it's it's good. You know, like I uh, I don't know. Deadnet says, so you recently fixed the way hobo consumables were doled out. You also seemed willing to prevent players from gaining stats in the sewers in the Purple Light District because apparently it was better than Spooky Raven's power leveling zones. Uh, no, I don't. I mean, I'm not willing to do that. I think I... I don't exactly like it, but I believe people when they say it's not a big deal. Uh, would you ever nerf zones that came from Item of the Month content if it was better than Spooky Raven power leveling, such as Suburbs of Dis, Wormwood, Red Queen's Garden, and the Xenomorph Space content? No, I don't think that I would. Also, considering that a clan basement cost two mysteries worth of meat when it first came out, do you view the basement as premium content or part of the regular game when making arguably tough choices to change things? Well, uh, I mean, the fact that it costs two mysteries worth of meat does not mean that it costs two mysteries, and that is a that is an extremely meaningful distinction um, to to us, if not to you. Uh, and no, I, I view it as part of the regular game, but. One where our goal is to avoid things being ascension relevant, um, but we want to do that naturally rather than artificially, which is why things creep in that are ascension relevant, and why we occasionally have to, you know, deal with them like we did. Um, but no. Uh oh. Hey, did we lose you? Something? There was silence. Hey! Hey, you just went quiet for um, just a fraction of a second there. Oh, yeah? What was the last thing you heard me say? Uh, there, there were so many things. <laughs> the you were mid-sentence, okay. so uh, finish your last sentence again. So... Uh, <sighs> We don't say anywhere, we don't promise that we won't nerf item of the month content, especially older item of the month content, but we try not to because it would 
to be kind of a dick move, right? And we don't want to be dicks. It's not that we feel like we owe it to you to not change it after you've bought it in a meaningful way, but we would feel better about ourselves if we honored that transaction more, you know? Right. So it's, I definitely don't think of clan basement stuff as being like that. If we fuck something up in there and need to nerf it, we will nerf it without hesitation. Um, which, you know, we will also nerf stuff from, from Mr. Store if we really fuck it up. But if it's like a borderline case, then I think that means we're doing our jobs, right? If we get just on the edge of like, oh, this might be too good, but we're not certain that this is too good, that means that we're taking the right kind of risks and doing things that are at least interesting, you know, and that make a, that, that make a change, that have an, have an effect. I said have an effect instead of have an impact, because I know how much you hate that. Yeah, thank you. Segatron says, random thought for adding uniqueness to the Miz accessory. Make it meat pasteable to give her personalities. Yeah, that's one thing about ladies is that they'll just change their mood depending on what kind of thing you stick to them. (laughs) That's a stereotype of ladies, right? The sticking things to them makes them change their moods. Yeah, I heard about that. I think that's refrigerators, actually. Oh, okay. Wax says, are you planning on nerfing Age of Boris when it's no longer the challenge path? It's the most fun I've had with the game in years, and I'd be extremely disappointed if you were to change it in any way other than this is no longer the challenge path, so you don't get the 50 or 100 bonus karma for selecting it anymore. Unless something demonstrates to us that we need to change it, then I doubt if we will. Uh, Blister Guy says, the looking into a light thing to force a sneeze works for me, too. I suspect that a bright light causes your eyes to react as if you were about to sneeze, and that helps encourage your muscle memory to remember how to sneeze. Oh, yeah? Oh, and then Numbat says the way that he heard it, or she heard it, is that looking into the light makes the sneeze go away. I thought it made you sneeze. Yeah. Uh, And then how do you guys feel about the stocking mimic? It's popular with players, people, but I've heard you guys don't like it very much. Personally, I love the Kokobo as it got me through most of the tough parts of my first ascensions by being both healer and DPS, and I love the idea of a Kokobo that goes to crazy levels. No, 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 I I like it. Uh, It's just that we act, like, in feeling like no one would ever use it for anything serious so we can just make it crazy we accidentally made it a thing that is optimal for certain crazy things right and i wish that hadn't happened i don't even remember what it is honestly i don't remember what it is that people use it for that's some weird thing that depends on familiar weight that i didn't think of or that was introduced later um yeah, I don't know. Uh, any thought to letting people get old Mr. Store items that they want? Most are still available in the mall, some at crazy prices. Uh, no, not not going to do that. It's the, the, the Mr. Store landscape is the closest thing that we have to an interesting market, and I really want to preserve people's ability to play the economic game if they want to, and it's a thing. Uh, Erich says did you guys find it funny that Darth was wang raped or did you guys think it was dickish behavior Uh, both Uh, also you're not supposed to make rape jokes yeah do we have to say raped do we have to Uh, Roipi says everybody's taxes done yeah yeah ours were done months ago yep we always get ours done pretty early too because it's I mean it's easier when well, there's two things that make it easier. It's easier when you have a meticulous-ass 
motherfucker like hot stuff running the books and it's easier when you have an accountant who does it for you because it's too complicated for you to do yourself and she just tells you these are the things that you need to give to me yeah you know so then it's like in january so so it used to be that in april I would scramble to find all of the shit that was mailed to me in January that said important tax documents and figure out how to file my taxes. But now, at the end of January, once all that stuff has arrived, I just put it in a folder and give it to my accountant, and then our taxes get done. And then it's great, because it's like, in in the past, it's like if we had not, if we ended up owing a bunch of money, we had plenty of time to pay it. Yeah. Right, because you don't have to file, and if you got some back, you got it back earlier, and it's whatever. Yeah, but yes, my taxes are done. Yeah, funny snake one hundred says. I was wondering why the Hidden Temple semi rare doesn't guarantee at least two stone wolves. The badass gear guarantees all the needed items for the zone. Same with the Nob Goblin Elite Guard. I've not used it in run myself, but it seems like the possibility of it not giving you what you really need undercuts its usefulness compared to the other semi rares. Was this purpose was this purposeful to not make it overpowered? Uh, well, it does guarantee it if your item drop is up high enough, right? So that becomes the the thing about it is that. Getting three stone wolves makes it so you can basically skip that zone in the absolute minimum number of turns. And I didn't want to put artificial roadblocks in place to make that not the case, because that's the way I put it together, and it made sense for it to work that way, and I think the mechanic is interesting. But the semi-rare is a power player trick, right? Like, it's not... uh, Like, a casual player encountering that semi-rare is going to be like, oh, that's a cool monster that I had not seen before, or whatever. A power player, I think it's more interesting if it becomes more powerful over the course of your career of playing as you get ready access to more and more plus item drops. And so, yeah, it's not that I wanted it to not be powerful, it's that I wanted it to be powerful in a more interesting way. Uh, Finally, Mime Soul Fragments. Priceless or worthless? You know you want to tell us. Uh... Both? Um, dum, dum, people suggesting various things and stuff. The gap in the plus says, could you ask CDM to make it so typing shift up in chat previous commands skips doubles so you don't have to scroll through 10 iterations of use to ailment ointment? Um, huh. I don't know if I like that. Why do you use the same thing to ten times in a row? Why don't you just slash use twenty? You can use numbers with slash use. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and that's why. So that's the whole reason that it takes uh, that it confuses everybody and uses plurals that you can't see because everybody naturally wants to type use to and then the plural form of the item. So that's why the fuzzy matching matches plural versions of the items and that's why you'll like do use to box and it won't know whether you mean you know boxes of something that the singular item doesn't come in boxes or box you know because it has to support plurals it has to support plurals or shit that people type all the time just won't work yeah yeah 
and then Ultimate Chaos asking me about my dietary habits, which I posted a thing about. And then the Dog Delusion saying, Hey guys, Jake, you mentioned several times previously that you had once hoped that there would be more areas in the kingdom that required multiple adventures per turn, like the sea, and even to this day the idea appeals to you, but you're not sure if you could get away with it. One, how likely do you think this is? Never ever? Distant future? Upcoming to-do item? Can we expect that one day there might be a full kingdom overhaul or world event that introduces this, like when NS13 was rolled out? Yeah. Two, it does get implemented. Do you expect that the multi-adventures per zone turns might have methods of temporarily negating the effect like fishy? Or would it be mostly unavoidable as a way of genuinely taking those turns? I think that the reason that it failed in the sea is because there was a way to mitigate it so it suddenly became a thing that you had to mitigate and it wasn't fun in the beginning to mitigate and so or or at least it wasn't fun enough that a lot of people were interested in it i definitely want you know there always have been ways to spend multiple turns at a time they just haven't been particularly good yeah i'm curious yeah you don't like it Nah, I don't know. I usually don't notice it when I'm playing because I can arbitrarily create turns. But, uh... Yeah. I don't know if it's that interesting a mechanic. Yeah, I mean, it's not... I think it's just for people who play casually but don't want to, you know, want to be able to very quickly spend their turns in a way that they think is productive. Right. You know? And, I mean, that's the thing. Like, because turns are not a precious resource to us it's sort of hard for us to put ourselves in that headspace uh quamper asks about the medium being changed so that you can use uh, siphon spirits uh intelligently in macros and yeah we need to uh cd Moore was looking at that today um trying to figure out something a lot of people have suggested just having some text in every fight that says what her current state is and that I don't like because that gets cluttery uh, Sethrel says can you please change the file names of the class tattoos so the two Boris tattoos aren't in the middle of the seal clubber tattoos uh, maybe make seal clubber class 01 instead of just one and change the other ones or make Boris class 7 my OCD will thank you heartily no no I don't think so that's that because the file names are actually what's stored in the database. There's not like a table of tattoos. Um, that was done very crudely and not in a very normalized way. Are you concerned that people who do Age of Boris runs after it is rotated out to perm skills from classes they would rather not play? I, you know, I don't really care if they do that or not. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess if I really thought about it, it would bother me a little, but I haven't, so it doesn't. That seems like a pretty strong note to end on. Yeah. You, what do you think? How do you feel? How do you think? I always want to go out with a shrug. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, how about this one? Shrug. The Nuge says, Do you ever plan on any extremely short-term item in the month, a la Emo Row again, or do you think community reception would be more negative than positive? Uh, under what circumstances would an item be feasible for you? Would such an item be feasible for you? How about when hell freezes over, buddy? Yeah. Come on, man. See, that was strong. It's powerful. Yeah, screw that guy. 